It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That's our cue to talk on a Wednesday, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, we've got uh, a busy show because Monday and uh, Tuesday saw a lot of action. Tuesday was weird. You think so? Tuesday, I, I mean, it I was, saw another great game. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Game wasn't weird. I didn't think that one was too out of the ordinary. But uh, had the, the the big upset of MLA City beating Armada in girls. You had both St. Clair and PH losing, which aren't surprising. But I thought one of them would get through. Um, Marysville lost a game. I didn't think they'd lose in boys basketball. Um, it was just. I don't know. It was a day where not everything went exactly how I thought it would go. Well, I, I think for, for me, I won't say it's not exactly how I thought it would go. I'd say it's not the way that I wanted it to right. go um, for me. And, and I was shocked by your girls game last night. We'll get to that a little later in the show. Uh, congratulations to Al DeMott. Sandusky wins another league title, their fourth straight in the GTC East. And we'll get to that. Uh, so there, there's a lot of ground to uh, cover, and we'll start covering it in just a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back, and let's start with uh, Monday night's ladies' uh, hoops uh, because both uh, Port Huron High and St. Clair had the offense 
flying and the defense on lockdown. And, yeah, they played inferior opponents, but they did to them what we want to see them do. Well, for PH, for that one, it's uh, they hadn't done that in a while. Granted, in the Mac Red, there's not a lot of opportunities to do that, but they put the beat down on a team when I wanted to see them put the beat down on a team. And that, I guess, I don't want to use the word validates the Dakota win, but makes me feel better that that's not a one-off. Because if they would have went to Lons Cruz North and it, they win 35-31, I'd go, okay, maybe they just had the game of their life against Dakota. But they put up 56 again, and that's kind of been the target for PH. When they get above 50, they're usually winning games, and when they're not, that's when they're struggling to pick up the victories. The other part of this, and I don't know if it plays in at all, but there are girls on that team who played against Lons Cruz North when they were really good and lost some tough ball games to that team. So uh, I, I know things are different now a few years later, but that's just it's got to feel good well, I don't to think, beat that team. I don't think it, it, it hurts the cause. I mean, let's be honest. Every single BWAC team, whether Cross Lex is injured or not, likes the fact when they beat Cross mm-hmm. Lex. Like it's just, hey, you, you get used to this uniform beating you for a while. You're gonna t- you're gonna take uh, a little bit of joy in beating them, whether they're up to where they've been or not. And St. Clair, I mean, sixty nine to twenty two against Clawson, there was no way St. Clair was losing that game, and they, they finish out the league. Se- season really strong they finished what seven and three in the mat gold and, and went on a roll there down the stretch and uh again it's a little thing but when the ball goes through the hoop uh it gives you confidence and st Clair's been scoring a lot more than they were the first half of the season yes and again we've talked about it a few times about the players stepping up to do so. St. Clair's only lost one game since their first since they lost at Frazier. They started the league 0 and 2 and went 7 and 1 in the next 8 games and they could have won 8 and 0. That was a winnable game against Marine City. Yeah. So, uh good nights for PH and St. Clair on uh, Monday. Uh there wasn't a ton Monday. Cass City held off Ubley 36 to 30. Owen Gage beat Carsonville Port Sandlack 51 to 39 and uh, the Dryden girls beat uh, North Huron 44-42. Um, last couple of nights there've been a lot of games like 44 to 42. There've been some good basketball games. Let's get to last night now uh, and start in the uh, the BWAC because none of the MAC teams played last night in girls basketball and you're probably thinking you're going to have a whole hum night Armada is going to beat Imlay City and just be Armada well and that doesn't happen here yeah because originally we were kind of undecided I thought I might be at Yale Elmont and I was looking I go you know Imlay City they've been playing better why not I haven't seen the Spartans yet and, and we did a little more Elmont last week let's go see uh Imlay City Armada and I will give Imlay City credit they had a game plan and they executed it to a T, they knew where what they needed to do to beat Armada, and you could tell that they had that game plan down to a science. MLA City beats Armada 33-31, and that score is very indicative of the pace of the game. MLA City won the opening tap. By the way, they had Alexa Forty taking the opening tap. Yeah, she did yeah, that the game she I saw. She jump out of the gym. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I that's wish, with a brace on. Right. I wish she was like six feet tall. She'd be going up and, and grabbing rebounds off the rim. Um, but anyway, they win the opening tap. And they their first possession takes about a minute and 20 seconds. And they're not stalling. They're not standing out um, at half court with the uh, ball on their hip. But they're passing around. And they are being very deliberate knowing that we need a great shot. Because what Armada does is they force turnovers and then they're mostly faster than your team. So they'll get down the court and they'll lay it up. And that actually happened, I think, on the first possession. It may have happened one, maybe two more times the rest of the way. Uh, Armada had a 7-4 to four lead after a quarter. So the, the strategy for MLA City was working. You hold Armada to 7 points in a quarter, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. Um, but it looked like Armada was going to pull away. It was 17-10, and right at the buzzer, 
It was Alexa Langeman buries a three. It was the only three that Emily City hit in the first half to make it 17-13. And you're going, that just feels a lot different. A four-point game going into the break compared to being down seven. I think mentally it, it felt a lot better for Emily City. Yeah, uh, and, and and I I told you Langeman can shoot. I, she, I drafted her. Yeah, I told you yes, she could she shoot. Did. Um, and <laughs> it's then, that name. And then out of the second half, that was actually unbeknownst to them at the time. They start of a, I believe it was a twelve nothing run to give MLA City the twenty two twenty lead, and MLA City would trade back and forth. At one point, they are up twenty five twenty. Then Armada scored the next six points in the fourth quarter, and you're going okay. They've got it. They figured it out. I believe they got it tied at um, 28, I believe. Uh, and then the only other three they hit, Lexa 40 in the corner, wide open, bang, down the middle. And that gave Emily City the lead for good. Armada had chances. They were down full five in the final uh, few minutes, in the final minute, really. With 42 seconds left, off and inbound, Lexa 40 took a shot that, when they go back on film, they'll probably say, you don't need to take that one. It was a deep two that bricked. Armada grabbed the rebound. Girls' heel was out of bounds. Okay, Emily City gets away with one. So they inbound, they, fo- they foul. Emily City misses both free throws. On the rebound, they go to break it out. Carrying call. Give it right back to Emily City. They run a backdoor play. Forty goes up for a contested layup and misses it. Rebound. Bringing it out, offensive foul on Armada. So that's three times in the span from like 44 seconds left to about 30 seconds left where Armada had an opportunity. So finally, after MLA City misses another pair of free throws, they finally get it over half court. Armada hit a jumper, got a steal and a layup. But by that point, there was only four seconds left. They fouled. It was called an intentional. Lexa Forty hit one free throw. And all MLA City had to do at that point was not throw it in their own hoop. And they were going to win. And they did. They pulled off a huge upset, 33-31. No one on offense jumped out for MLA City. Forty ended with 10. And that was only because she hit that free throw with like a second left to put her in double digits. Besides that... Addison Cameron had eight points. Alexa Langeman had seven. And their defense did enough. Ashlyn Upton had 18 for Armada. But if you're doing the math in your head, that means there's only 13 from the rest of the team. No one else had more than five. Yeah, by the way, I I like Addison Cameron, by the way. I I think that's a a decent uh, uh, big player um, in, in a league that's got some bigs. Croslex has a couple. We know right. about Barr in Yale. I mean, Sneezak I'd consider a post yeah. player, although she can kind of be a, a blob, kind of just go anywhere with uh, her positioning. She's a fight. She can play so, anywhere on and, the floor. And, and so in the BWAC and girls basketball, I think it helps if you have a, a decent post player. And I think she's at least a decent post player. She's done some nice things in games that I've seen. Yeah, and for Armada, it was they weren't making shots. They they made they've made the last three times I saw them. Uh, they are a they're a solid team, and, and this doesn't cause me to hit the panic button. But MLA City had a game plan. They ran it to perfection. And when I say they slowed it down, it's not just stand out there waiting and hope you made a shot. They were very deliberate with everything they did because uh, Armada brings pressure, and they tried to double on the ball handler. But MLA City between. 40, uh, Bruyere, Carney was out there as a guard, Alexa Langeman, and he, even Bree Hun to an extent. They knew where to rotate to. They knew where the where the trap was coming from, where the safety valve was going to be. And they when they did turn it over, it was almost always in a dead ball situation so they could go back and sit in their 2-3 zone and not let Armada really get into rhythm and I think because they took so long on on most possessions Armada never got into a flow offensively and they're a, a team that really relies on getting in rhythm and kind of getting into the flow of the game going up and down and Armada was never in rhythm last night yeah and Emily City's getting Valentine's cards today from Yale and Croslex right they're very happy about this result and both of them took care of business last night 
cannot. I still think our mate is going to win it outright. <laughs> Yale won 38-21. <laughs> well, because, and, and yes, Yale and Croslex both took care of business last night. Um, and they were supposed to. Uh, it was, what, 38-21 over Almon and Croslex. They beat up on Richmond 40-16. to But here's why Armada's not in a bad spot. Yale has, at Croslex, home against Croslex, home to Armada, at Emily City is their final four. Yeah, that's a tough stretch. If Yale goes 4-0 and in that stretch, you deserve the outright title. Yeah. Uh, and it... They got 28 from the usual suspects. Sadie had 14 and Barr had 14. Um, uh, I didn't see the Croslex numbers. What's their final schedule look like? Croslex down the stretch. Obviously, they've got Yale twice. A home and home with Yale. And then their final two um, will be against at Almont at Algonac. So, really for them, it's you got to sweep Yale – and then you are Bulldog fans after that. Yeah. But that is a tough three-game stretch for Yale. And I'll be honest, the way Armada plays, they match up better with the style Yale plays. They like Their stars like to get up and down and move and make it a fast-paced game, and Armada can match that. I think you kind of have to slow M- or slow Armada down. Maybe not to the degree, degree Emily City did, but you, got, you can't get into a, a track meet with Armada unless you're an elite team that has the horses to run with them. But like I said, Emily City knew from the tap. The first time they played, I think it was 58-46, one of the higher scoring games in the BWAC all year. And Emily City and Coach Bova went, nope, we are not running with them. It will <laughs> not go well. So we're going to play like this and we're going to get the upset of the BWAC. Um, but I do think Armada will be fine. I just Yale can go three and zero. Well, let's cut four and zero because I have to throw at Emily City yeah. in there now. But that is a tough, tough stretch. And I also think I'm a little biased because I saw Armada just disassemble Yale in the first meeting. But that was at Armada, and at Yale's a different animal. And, and I do notice this, uh, especially with the girls in the BWAC. The home team has a decided advantage. Uh, unless you really have a mismatch, um, everybody wins at home in the BWAC. Well, that's basically been true. I mean, Armada was undefeated at home until that last yeah. one. I think Cross Lex's only loss at home in league play has been to Armada. Um, but yeah, the, the, if the Pioneers and Bulldogs split, that's probably the best case scenario for Armada. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's probably the most likely scenario. I, I was thinking that as you're reading off the schedule, I'm like one of those teams has to sweep to really give Armada some competition. Well, even and it and yeah, and Yale if if they sweep, then it makes the heads up game with Armada the really matter. It's, it's yeah, essentially it's, the league championship. There'd be one game left, but you'd win at least a share at that. Yeah, at that point. So, so the BWAC has shaped out just about how, well, once we figured out what the tiers were, about what we thought. But MLA City, hey, that's a big win for them, and that's a confidence-boosting win for a team who, I didn't realize this, only had one senior on it. Yeah, they're a very young team. Now, Lexa Forty is a really nice player. Yeah, They're really solid. She's really solid, but that's a team that brings essentially everyone else back. Yeah, but and, and there was a question because she missed all of last season with an injury and she's playing with the big brace. You don't even notice it when the game's going on. Right. She and, was. And she's uh, had a very good senior she year. She was very solid for Emily City last night. But, yeah, the, the, the down the stretch for the BWAC in both sides is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one other BWAC score, North Branch beat Algonac last night 40-27. to now to the GTC East where uh, Death Taxes and Aldemott Sandusky yep. Wolves, they clinched their uh, share of what will be their fourth straight GTC East uh, title, beating Brown City. It wasn't easy, 32-26. to 26. Grace Keyboard with 13, Caroline Rinke with uh, 10. So uh, they, they just continue to, to do what they do uh, and just not be bothered by anything else. Uh, Harbor Beach trying to keep 
pace as best they can, beat Memphis 43-26. Uh, K-Pack shut down Burton Atherton 39-9 in a non-league game. Uh, and Marlette beat Ubley 33-28 last night. Um, and in the uh, Catholic League, Waterford Our Lady handed Cardinal Mooney, I believe, their second straight loss, 42-24. So I think Mooney is 9-9 nine and nine now overall. But still, they, they quietly have snuck in a, a, a much better season than they've had in a few years. Yes, they have. By the way, that was a good showing for Brown City. Oh, yeah. That's a... I mean that that was not easy for Sandusky to to clinch another share, but again, it's it's what they do, it's how they they, they figure it all out, and I don't think Sandusky's last game is against any of the top teams in that league. I think they've played Marlette twice, they've split with Beach, um, yeah. So I think Sandusky's likely going to take that out, right? Yeah, uh, I agree. And and as far as like the close scores. That, that's like I've seen Sandusky in the postseason the last two years, and they're used to these grind-out games. They're used to things being tight down the stretch, um, and they know how to execute and make plays. Yes, they do. Yes, And that goes they... back to the guy sitting in the head chair. All right, uh, that's it for girls. We'll start. We had a bunch of boys' games, and I think we'll start on Monday as you had an overtime thriller. Yes, uh, so uh, we'll get into that out of the break. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, here's a delayed one for Sandusky. 
There we go. All right. <laughs> Let's go to boys' hoops. Uh, BWAC action on Monday. Where do you want to start? What's well, game? first off, I'm going to say you are not allowed to criticize Yale. I know it was 15-15 after one. They won by 26. They took you care of business. You can get mad at something I wasn't going to say. You, sometimes you get, oh, they didn't win 90-4. They won, they won 67-41. to 41. Yeah, if it was four, So what? It was 15-15 after one. Who cares? In the next three quarters, they slaughtered them, and they got the win they were supposed to get. Why am I getting attacked for something I because didn't I say? Because I know that you were going to no, go, oh, was, this one was close. If it, it was, was not close. Uh, I can make up scenarios where I can look good um, talking about <laughs> scores, too. Yeah, if it was a 47-41 game, I'd be concerned. It was 67-41. I, I am not concerned. They get the win. I don't care how it comes as long as they get the win, and they got the win. All right, the game I saw, Croslex and Elmont. This was an interesting basketball game. Croslex led after one by two points. Elmont was decidedly the better team in the second quarter and won by six points, so at the half they were up by four, 23-19. It was a fairly, I thought, slow-paced, low-scoring game that uh, I thought the pace favored Croslex, even though they were losing at halftime. I thought this is the kind of game they want to be in they don't want a shootout. They don't want the game to get into the 50s or the 60s. And then the second half happened, and the Pioneers got a great third quarter from Jimmy Krampitz. He scored 11 of his 18 points in the third. They actually ran up and down with Elmont, traded baskets, Won the quarter 18-16. We're down by two going into the uh, fourth. And then in the uh, the fourth, it was Nolan Campbell who went on a run, and he would end up with 11 points. But uh, he had uh, eight big points in the final quarter. And then Max Knoll took over when they needed it, and they decidedly won the overtime 9-3. to Knoll finished with 11 points. He had big buckets both late in the fourth quarter and then uh, down the uh, the stretch. And so it was kind of a three-headed attack where three different guys at three different points in the game got on rolls where they were difficult, if not impossible, to stop for brief stretches. And for Elmont, it wasn't, it wasn't a typical Elmont uh, game. Um, the, 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 the scoring was, like, very balanced and very spread out. But nobody really just like jumped out for them and took over the ball game. Um, now they they had just lost a heartbreaker at Imlay City, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, they didn't shoot the three very well. They just they take so many that when I say they hit six seven right. threes, you're like, well, that, that's a good night. But they take so many, they really didn't shoot well from long uh, range. The, the free throw shooting was on and off. They'd go through stretches where they'd knock them down, but in important moments, I thought they missed some shots. And the other thing uh, is, is they had some looks in tight late in the game that you can call them bad luck, you can call them whatever, but they didn't finish. Yeah, because my game got over fairly quickly, so I was able to listen to most of the overtime, and basically it sounded like Almont had ample opportunity. I don't know to win, but at least to maybe have a shot at the end to win. Yeah, so it, it was it was a, a weird game uh, that way. Cam Saunders added seven. Reese Knoll had six points in the first half that kind of – Helped Croslex hang around uh, in the game. Alondo Mendoza, I thought, played well, and he had uh, five points in the uh, game. So Croslex, with the guys they have out of the lineup, with no Espinosa, with no Mativier, with no Franzel, other guys, like, nobody went off, nobody scored 25, but everybody did just enough that it helped their cause. And Elmont was... Similar but different. Like, it's it's really hard to explain. I mean, if you listen, Rail had 11. Davidowski had 9. Lane had 8. Schurig had 8. 
Radislavich had seven, and Bordeaux had six. I mean, you, you can't spread it out any more evenly than that. But, like, again, nobody took over, and they didn't get the big shot in this game. I guess that's what it boils down to. Well, and for Cross-Lex, the, this is the first game since um, Espinosa's been out where they got over even 50 points, and that was in regulation. Because the three games since um, that Mooney game, which is the last one Espinosa played in, 35, 46, and 44 points. So to you know improve on that offensively shows that they're starting to figure out what life without those guys are going to be like and how to score a little more. And not a time too soon because tomorrow they take on Yale at home. Yeah, so you're going to need to to score some in that game. I've always felt Brady, uh, and it and it stems back to one JV game that I saw where Jimmy Krampus just went off and and he had like close to thirty points in the game. And and I said to Lance afterwards, like, "Oh, you got a good player coming up," and he's like. That's the first time I've seen him do that this season. So we're hoping that it's things to come. I've always felt like the potential for him to be a a scorer has been there. But, again, it's defense first in in cross-lex. And and if you don't do well defensively, you don't get the minutes and the opportunity at, at the other end. And I think on and off he has struggled with his defense, and that's affected him getting opportunities on offense, but if, if he played like he did the other night, again, you, you've got an emerging solid player there who I think can get you 15 a game. Well, I will tell you this. If Richmond plays like they did the other night, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Um, this was maybe Richmond's best night and perhaps North Branch's worst. Uh, this it, North Branch looked like they had a big Super Bowl party and they were <laughs> and they were still full of food and they were moving slow and Richmond was flying all over the place because this was a game that North Branch won on Friday up in North Branch so for it to turn around and Richmond to get a 74 to 38 win over the Broncos was very surprising to me now part of it was it was 51-31 going into the fourth, and Richmond didn't let off the gas. They outscored North Branch 23-7. to But the Broncos could never get an offensive rhythm. Um, it, it felt like all their baskets just kind of happened, like they weren't, it weren't in the flow of a game. And Richmond was hitting shot after shot. Jalen Browning um, in the first half ended with 19 points, including a... He had two attempts at a half-court shot because at with 10 seconds left, the student section was counting down. North Branch missed a shot. He was fooled as well. So with 10 seconds, he grabbed it and chucked it down half-court, and it went out of bounds <laughs> with about nine seconds left. But he was able to get a steal and get another look at half-court that he banked in. So that, that was a first for me. He ended with just 21 points, but in the second half, Justin Smalls had a really a nice half. He ended with 19. He hit two threes. Greg Haskins had four threes. He ended with 13. And it was those three that really pushed the pace offensively. And defensively, North Branch couldn't get anything going. Giovanni Travis had 12. All came in the second half. And about half of it came from the free throw line. So the North Branch had all their offensive weapons shut down. And Richmond was clicking on all cylinders. And I have to imagine that was the best performance of the year from from the Blue Devils. Yeah, you know, and they're that kind of a a team, too. Like, you can see it when you watch them that uh, if you catch them on a night where they're shooting, they're going to score a lot. But they're kind of contagious when I, I feel like Richmond's a team. When they're hitting, they're all hitting. Yeah. But when a couple guys go cold, the whole team goes cold. And you're really going to get the Jekyll and Hyde effect. But Richmond, uh, with uh, one of their biggest wins of the year against 74-38 over North Branch. I was a little disappointed that the first time I finally get to see North Branch is their worst game of the year. But, um, yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. I think that was North Branch's worst day and Richmond's finest hour so far. Yeah, and, and especially after you mentioned they played on Friday 
you're thinking, uh, I'm going to see a good game tonight. Right. You know, this is going to be a rematch, a good game. And, and, and you don't go into that one expecting a lopsided uh, score. No, I mean, it was a 49-43 game. Richmond had 40 at halftime. So they nearly outscored themselves from a couple nights earlier in half the time. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, up in the uh, thumb, uh, Sandusky beat Memphis 68-26. K-Pac beat Marlette 54-34. There's K-Pac going up and down again. Uh, Harbor yeah, wh- beat- where's this 20-point win coming <laughs> out of? Yeah, <laughs> That's what K-Pac's done, though. They get an impressive win, then they lose a game, then they win a tight game, then they lose a tight game. Like the, they, they have been the roller coaster team. Uh, up there in that league. Uh, Harbor Beach beat Deckerville 54-40, to and uh, Dryden uh, tops uh, Otisville-Lakeville 75-53. to Talking about teams that just score, Dryden is a team that just scores. God, the middle of the GTC East is wild. So Harbor Beach is 9-1 in league. Memphis is 0-10. And then between Sandusky is in second, Marlette's in sixth, and it's six and four and four and six. Yeah, the, the you can throw a blanket like you've got the top team Harbor Beach, and you've got the bottom team Memphis, and then throw a blanket over everybody else because they've been knocking each other off this year. And with no consistency from really. Any yeah. Of no. Them. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. To last night, and again, my third straight really good boys basketball game that I've had. I don't know uh, what I did to deserve what I've been seeing lately, but uh, I was actually at the end of the first, it was 13-10, Gross Point South. Uh, two things. It was a lot lower scoring than I thought it was going to be, uh, and I thought Northern had a bad first quarter, and yet somehow they do just enough. Somebody makes a spectacular, you know, a triple clutch Amir Moreland underhand scoop off the high glass, and oh, you're only down by three at the break. Um, so it was 13-10 south after one, kind of a sluggish first uh, quarter. Uh, the second quarter was much higher scoring, 22-21, to south won the quarter. They were up four at, at halftime, 35-31. Before the game, I got to, to talk with Brian Jamison. He said, number 11's their best player, number 20 can shoot the lights out uh, when he gets rolling. He made eight threes in a game earlier this season. Number 11's name is Carter Richardson, and he led all scorers with 20 points last night. And number 20's name is uh, Torrey James, and uh, he hit five threes and finished with 19. So Coach was spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, scouting report was there. (laughs) Coach was spot on. The question was how could they stop them? The one quarter, the best quarter for Northern was the third. Uh, they went bonkers in the third. They won the third, 18-11. to 11. We're up by three going into the uh, fourth. Cam Haru got going in the uh, third. He had 19 points after three, but the problem was is he didn't score the rest of the game because he got into foul trouble. He had four fouls. Um, but he knocked down four threes last night and set the single-season three-point uh, record at Northern. Um and again, and it's still what, like two games left in the regular season? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's going to shatter it. And <laughs> I mean, he could not play the last. He did it, well, I guess before they only played 20 games. So he did it in the same amount of games. Yeah. Uh, you know, a- Alex Jamison was quiet until the end. Uh, he finished with 13 points, but he only had six with a couple of minutes to go in the game. But he started making some big shots for Northern. Moreland made uh, a big shot. Um, and uh, Malik Thompson stepped up and knocked down a big three. But what was happening was Northern would shoot a three. Then they'd have to foul. Mm-hmm. And Gross Point South down the stretch, I don't think they missed a free throw. Well, again, when looking at this result, this was the 10-0 and unbeaten Mac Red champion that Northern had on the ropes. They, they just couldn't get those extra couple of shots. I know they lose this game, but weirdly I feel better about Northern after this because they just they have proven they can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the Mac, and this is a team that they could potentially, I believe, could potentially see in a regional 
at some point. Yeah, this one ends up 67-63 for South. These are the numbers going into the game, uh, Brady. South 20-0 and the last two seasons in the red. Uh, and in that stretch, their overall record going into the game last night was 36-9. and Northern the last three years, and, and, you know, we've been experiencing it with this team. But yet when I saw the number, it really did make me take a step back for a second. Going into the game last night over the last three seasons, the Huskies are 50-14. and 14. Yeah. And what's the worst loss of those 14? The Lincoln game. No, I'm just meant like by to to a team. Yeah, like I like, mean, yeah, by, like a team's record. Like, yeah, they, they they haven't maybe re- Dakota. Yeah, they, they, Dakota they haven't really been upset and, by and, and half that team was half of Northern's team was dead going into that game anyway. Yeah, and they still almost were dra- kick, kicking and dragging their way to a win. Yeah, I, to, to me, it would be the one game at home against Cousino. Oh yeah, but that that day nobody was going to beat Cousineau would have beaten anybody in the state that day because they just shot ridiculous, uh, and they they had like a two or three game stretch because they played St. Clair after right. that, and they just weren't missing any shots. Right. So yeah, Northern's still really good, and I I let me see who they're going to match up with in the MAC tournament. I think they actually go down and play someone from a smaller division. Um, because when you win one and then lose one, it, it's a weird crossover. They will play. Ooh, they go to La- at Lance Cruz, who could be a potential district opponent. Yeah, because I believe it's what PA. Oh no, they would. That would be someone they could play in the finals. Uh, and it was senior night last night, and uh, congratulations, Aaron Coggle. <laughs> he was the only one there. <laughs> he was the only one there. Uh, they're bringing everybody back. Yes, they are. Okay, I want to do these two te- two games together because if it went the right way, we were going to get St. Clair PH Part 3. We got neither of the teams to win. Let's start with Clintondale beating Port Huron 60-50. to I was worried about this one. Uh, going to Clintondale is never tough. Clintondale is a good team, and in fact, the way Clintondale won it is not how I expected. I thought they would make it a slog fest. But holding PH to 50 is a solid number. And this Clintondale team is really good. I, I can't say anything else. They have been solid all year. They are now 18-2, and two, Dennis, and have not lost at home. And that includes knocking off one of the Silver Co-Champs. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I thought PH would win this game. Um, and I thought if Clintondale did win the game, it would be like 38-36, to 36, something, you know. It would be a right. tight game where maybe they, they got a shot at the end or, or made a defensive stop at the end. But I actually – I thought uh, PH would win this game like 50-41, to 41, you know, something like that. And so when I saw that, A, they gave up 60, I was surprised by that. But uh, uh, Clintondale is a good team, so I'm not trying to say I'm shocked that they lost to Clintondale. Uh, I'm just saying I, I just felt – PH would be the better team, and I was proven wrong, at least on this night. And then Centerline beat St. Clair in the other semifinal, 52-46. No Cooper Pennywell, no Colin Bouliard for St. Clair. And they were they just came up a little short on the road. I believe it was 26 or 28 for Braylon France in this one. I mean, maybe if they're fully staffed, they win this game, but that's a... Uh, they dropped the semifinal to center line, and we actually center get a, line's good too. Yeah, center line for, for reference on the season is hold on one second. That's the girls' standings. They are sixteen and three on the year. One of those losses being to Clintondale. Yeah, uh, I was down at center line early in the season. PH and Northern both played down there in a tournament. Seen center line play. They're a solid uh, team um, with a good coach. Um, and that gym is like that gym. The the one team from our area where that gym could feel like they're at home is St. Clair because it's small like the old gym at St. Clair. Yeah, and and everybody feels like they're right on top of you. But both those teams drop one. I thought we'd get at least one to the finals. Um, so to go over in that is a little disappointing. But 
I'm not going to be too upset or panic with either, um, especially for St. Clair going into the district. Now, the the bad part for St. Clair is that matchup, uh, the way it just worked out. They now have to play Roseville on Friday. So, good luck. (laughs) Good luck. I think they finished second in the red. Yeah. So, good luck with that one. It's at home. That's the good news, but... Good luck. They were seven and three in the red, but two of those losses were to Gross Point South. Yes. Um, and then this, all right, this one was a little disappointing. Sterling Heights beats Marysville 72 to 70 in overtime. And high scoring game, way higher scoring than I right. thought these two teams would play. But I know Sterling Heights is better than when Marysville played them the first time, but this was a five and 14 team in the bronze. And Marysville had already gone down there and got the win. I don't know if maybe they thought, all right, we've done this before. Let's roll the ball out and do it again. But that's, for Marysville, back-to-back games where they just didn't have a whole lot of defense and the other team lit up the scoreboard. Marysville almost completed the comeback. I think they were down, like, 10 for a majority of this game, but they fall in overtime. Um, for reference, they won 67-52 last time they went down there, and they dropped this one. That's their second straight loss, and that puts them back under 500. Ouch, because they had, were on such a roll there, and they were making such progress. Right. And now, again, the one loss to a really good team. The Port Huron loss, yeah. I okay, they just do not match up well with P.H., but going down to Sterling Heights and taking the the L is a little disappointing for me um, just because I know Sterling Heights is better than what they were, but that's still a game that Marysville should win. Now, and you lose by two, so you're sitting there on the bus ride home going through your head of right. all, all the, the places in the game where well, you should have gotten four more points. Well, and Sterling Heights put up, I think, 26 in the first quarter. Wow. So they came That's out That's a on big fire. first That's quarter. That's a really big first quarter. Now, um, it's funnel- a big quarter at any point in the game. Funny enough that uh or was that ooh, this has it listed at home against Sterling Heights. Um I thought it was at down in Sterling Heights, but either way, um the next two games for Marysville are against Lamphere and against Lamphere because they had the Lamphere game scheduled anyway and it just so happened to shake out that they will play them in the final of the three games in the MAC tournament. Okay. Yeah. Another reason why I'm not nuts about the MAC tournament, I mean, that but it one, happens. That, that one's a fluke. Just, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You can't predict that's going to happen. Um, all right. The rest of boys basketball, Chip Valley beat New Haven 57 54. And wow, New Haven fell off a little bit. Yes, they have. Um, Anchor Bay beats Warren Mott by 22 66 44. MLA City. Over North Branch, 62-47. MLA City keeps on pace, and that's another loss for North Branch. That's uh, two in a row now for them. Elmont took out a little frustration. So after losing a heartbreaker to Yale, not playing your best game against MLA City, and then losing a heartbreaker to MLA City, losing a heartbreaker to Crosslex, I mean, you, you changed just a couple shots, and MLA City's 3-1 and one in their last four instead of on a four-game losing streak. They play Otisville, Lakeville, and beat them 78-37. Yeah, and actually, um, Tuesday, it was actually a five-game losing streak because they lost a oh, two-point game to Richmond to start right. the losing streak. I forgot about that. They had not won a game this month until that 78-37 win over Otisville, Lakeville. So you knew... They were not going to lose you last night. You think that night. was a little cathartic <laughs> for them? Yes. Because the, the, at one point, they were 5-1 and one in the BWAC and up there with uh, Yale, I believe it was. Yeah. And now uh, they're like 5-5 five and five or 5-6 five and six in, the, in the BWAC. So. Yeah, that, that had to feel good to exercise some demons and get a 41-point win. Peck beat Deckerville 54-46. Thomas West with 17 for Peck. Cal Heaton added 16, and Karsten LeBlanc had 15. For Deckerville, it was Logan Martin in double digits with 16, and Parker Merriman had 9. And Dryden uh, beat North here on 73-13. Yep. 
and Kimball New Life <laughs> beat Flint School for the Deaf 46-14. Uh, Dryden can score a little bit. And, and North Huron, obviously North Huron was no match. Yeah, North Huron, they, uh, they, they're Memphis's only win. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to take uh, our final break here. There was a hockey game that was played uh, Monday that I want to talk about a little bit um, because even though it was a Marysville game, I think it has some effect on Port Huron Northern maybe uh, as we uh, kind of glance ahead to the playoffs for hockey too. Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's QCS. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Monday night uh, on the uh, ice, Marysville went down to St. Clair Shores. These two teams played at McMorrin uh, about a week and a half ago or whatever it was, and it was the most even hockey game I've ever seen in my life. It ended in a 2-2 tie. The goals were the same. The shots were the same. The penalties were the same. Everything was the same. And then Marysville turns around and goes down to their place and smokes them 8-4. to They are up 4-2 after one. Luke Thick ended up with the hat trick and an assist. He is the second Viking, Brady, with 20 goals this season. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Trevor Wallace is the other one. Or, excuse me, um, uh, Ben LaValle is the other one. He had a goal and three assists. Ben's got 27 goals and 29 assists in 22 games this year. Uh, some would say that is efficient and, and good. Yes. Uh, Trevor Wallace had a goal and three assists uh, in this game. Gavin Vernarski, a goal and two assists. Brody Tuffin, a goal and two assists. Cullen Myers had the uh, other goal 
for Marysville. So what what does this game mean? Well, if Marysville is beating St. Clair Shores Unified at their place, 8-4, to four, I like Northern's chances in the regional right. when they play in the regional semifinal because that's the draw. Comma, however. <laughs> however, um, after seeing a score from last night's play where De La Salle beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's one to nothing, I am now convinced that nobody's going to beat De La Salle in that region. Can I offer you one piece of info that might not change you but at least soften you a little? Is that the second straight game St. Mary's has been shut out? Because didn't Cranbrook do it to them at the start of the week or the end of last week? So maybe, and again, even if it is, it's still a quality win. Maybe it's a St. Mary's prop more to do with them and less to do with De La Salle. Because they're a team that doesn't get shut out. Yeah, back to but back I, but I'm well. combining that with De La Salle just beat Northern six oh, to yes. one I, Saturday. They swept the. I'm trying to. You know, yeah, I I, I know, and and you bit. and you may be right. Orchard Lake St. Mary's might just be going through it, but they handled Northern in both games this year, um, and for De La Salle to shut them out, and, and again, the, the Orchard Lake St. Mary's if they've got injuries or something. They probably have two JV teams and two freshman yeah. teams to pull players up from who are just as good. Um, and, and so, like, the, all those numbers. So I like the chances for Northern to get to the regional final. And then it's, you know, you roll the dice and get what you get. But I think they're going to be facing D. LaSalle, and I just think that that's going to be a tough hill to, to climb. All right, um, so rest of, well, not the rest of this week, but the next two days, tonight is very barren. Uh, Mooney plays in the Catholic League semifinals down in Regina, and Marine City hosts Clawson, and that's really about it for our Yeah, the, there's a couple of games up in the, uh, the thumb. I think there's total five boys games tonight. Um, and there's a hockey game. Thumb Legion uh, goes to Freeland, who is like five schools. It's not just Freeland. Freeland's one, just the host school. Yeah. Um, it, it's like Freeland. Tri, is that the like, uh, Tri-County? Saginaw, Valley Lutheran, and Frankenmuth is one of the teams. It, it's Yeah, it, it's it's combined. The state calls them Freeland, but they're not called Freeland. Um, I was surprised by this because they're all, the Legion's overall record is 9-13. and 13. Mm-hmm. They haven't won a league game this year. I thought. They I, are 0-6 in their league. Are they really? Yeah. Hmm. So they're really good outside of their league. That means they're nine and seven. Yeah, nine outside nine of and league. seven outside of the league, and and in those losses outside of the league, they've played Northern. Right. They've played Marysville. Mm-hmm. So they they they've played some some pretty solid teams. Um. But yeah, I was surprised. Uh, I know Tawas is having a good season, but I didn't think anybody else in that league was like super dominant this year. But they haven't been able to beat anybody. So. Uh, and they lost 6-2 to two at home to Freeland earlier this year, so they're going to crack at them tonight, try to get their first league win. And then tomorrow, the big one is going to be Yale at Cross-Lex and boys basketball. That's, uh, well, if Yale wins that one, that t- puts them another cl- step closer to their first league title, I believe since 2016, if I remember the banner correctly last yep. time I was out there. And you re- sent all that information right. to me. No, last that was night, that was you? for Armada. Oh, that was, that was for Armada, Armada with okay. girls. Yeah. Um, it's it's been longer for them. Uh, but and then Richmond at Emily City is a very interesting one for me as well. That one after how Richmond played last or on Monday to what it means for Emily City that could be a a big one. And, and it'll be a, a fun one uh, as well because. You catch those two teams on the right night, that could be a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up and down action. North Branch at Armada, Armada will intrigue me. Can North Branch get off the, the schneid, and can Armada prove that they've turned the corner? Because they had the two big wins at the start of last week. Then, all right, their third game of the week, they lose at Crosslex by, like, six. I'm not going to fault them for that. No, and, and get, Crosslex is playing pretty gritty right now. And get the win at home against... North Branch, and now you're going, okay, maybe Armada has figured it out, but North Branch lost their first two games this week. You know they're going to come in with a, with, um, a little bit of animosity in that one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I also uh, like that late in the, uh, the week, Cross-Lex and Yale are playing a big girls game as well 
because really the the team that loses there is probably out of the race and the team that wins is the one that can threaten Armada. And and then in the girls Mac tournament, uh, it is St. Clair at Frazier, Roseville's at Marine City, and Marysville actually dropped to fourth in the in the seeding. They have to go back to South Lake. Ouch. Well, hey, a chance to to avenge those demons. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's a positive way to look at that, because if they win that game, it's a huge victory for them. But they're they're kinda going in there. You know, I don't, I don't want to say with their confidence shaken, but that was a, a tough 0-3 week that they went through where Southlake got them twice. Right. But um, go down there, get a win. You, you've you been within, what, three and four in the two losses? So you're not – not like they whooped you. It's not like with their boys who could play in PH again. Yeah. Um, that That is a game that they can go win. Uh, but I believe that's most of it that takes us up until Friday because we'll be back on Friday. We will be back on uh, Friday, and we'll be talking about Wednesday and Thursday games when we do. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.